wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And boy, have we got a story to tell you. Paul and I just got back from stealing the asset. Something that I can't even tell you what it is because of the people that are hunting us down. <laughs> it, it's been rough. Yeah, we've been on the run from 800 points worth of well, those guys. Paul and I are each worth about 300 points and... I'd say we gave it to him pretty good, Paul. Yeah, I agree. So, today's topic, obviously, is the new organized play kit from Atomic Mass Games for Star Wars Legion, known as The Asset. This is, an or- is, is obviously, like I just said, is an organized play kit that you can get at your store. Um, it comes with tons of cards, some tokens to play, and it even comes with a nice little alt art card for... Uh, everybody that shows up to enjoy. This isn't a tournament event like uh, most other op kit events. This is just a little, you know, fun thing to uh, get your players together and play a new type of game for Legion. Paul, uh, I think we've said it before, but like, I just want to throw it out there. I really love when they make these. I love them making a new, uh, a new way to play Legion and just a new way to kind of like, you know, freshen up the game and, uh, Try something fun and thematic and new. Yeah, I, I like just giving you an, a, a new thing to like wrap your head around and be like, okay, what's what's going to be good with this? Or different ways to build lists and you know just think, think creatively in a way that you weren't able to do before or didn't you know think to do before because it's not it doesn't fit within the rules. You can't play that list. You know? Right. It gives you new ways to build lists, right? And with that, like you said different units that normally maybe not shine in other game modes could really shine in these game modes or like a, an, an odd pairing you would never take. Like, why would I put this upgrade on these units? Like that seems like a waste. And it's like, well, if you, if you look at the game mode, it's actually, uh, it's actually pretty good. And I got a couple examples of stuff like that. We can go over in a bit, but, um, we are basically just talking about the asset today. So if this is an event that you'd like to run for your store, um, I think this is going to be like an Atomic Mass Games kind of conversation you'd have to have with your store. If you're already getting op kits or you already got this op kit and you're looking for some insight as to how this game mode works, you're in luck. That's all we're talking about today. So we're going to deep dive into it. So there should be no questions by the end. However, of course, at any time, if you ever have Star Wars Legion questions, you're free to ask me or Paul or uh, any of us on the Dice Time page. Or you can DM one of us, DM the page. Uh, we will help you out. So absolutely, yeah, we like to help. We like to we like to help the community. So, I have the cards in front of me, Paul. Uh, let us set the scene. Yeah, a crack team of special operatives and commandos have infiltrated an enemy's base on a secret mission to secure the asset. They have fought their way through guards, security checkpoints, and other defenses, and are now in possession of their prize. But their enemies will not give up so easily. Their forces have launched an all-out assault to take the asset back. Will the team survive until extraction? 
or will their foes reclaim the asset for their own nefarious ends? I thought it was very presumptuous for them to say that the that the the, the team that's already got the asset is using it for nefarious purposes, but you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. In any case, the idea of this is very similar to the um the heist uh op kit that they that we talked about you know, a couple months ago that they released. That was uh, also very fun. Uh, I say a couple months ago. God, I think it was a year ago when that came out now. Jeez. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> it's been a few more few more months than a few months. But uh, it, this, this reminded me a lot of that, right? Because this plays on a skirmish mat. Uh, and, you know, it's all about somebody stealing something from someone else. And um, I like, but I, I think, I think I liked this one better. You know, Paul, I think this one was, was, was fun. And, you know, I'm a sucker. You and I are, are rebel players, right? You know, we're suckers yeah. for the hero, the hero hammer. And this yeah. is, if you, if you love, uh, if you love a good hero list, this is the game mode for you to play. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's quickly dive into the army building of, you know, what you're supposed to be doing here today. And then, and then what you're bringing to the table. And then we can kind of open the floor up to like, you know what kind of what kind of stuff does this allow? So, uh, the objective in this scenario is the defender. You know, should I just do it now? Should I just swap these out now? The the only gripe I have with this with these cards was the thematic narrative made the future use of the terms attacker and defender really confusing. Yeah. So. To make, to make this easy, I'm going to replace the words attacker and defender with the terms army and heroes. Because there, you'll find quickly that there is a hero-themed list and there is an army-themed list. And I think anyone who's reading these cards, if they get confused, that's going to be where they get confused, is going back and forth between attacker and defender and trying to remember who's who. So... Yeah. I'm just going to make that swap now. Every time I say defender, I mean heroes, and I might just say that instead of defender, I might just say heroes, and that'll be easier to understand. Uh, and anytime I would say attacker, I mean, would mean army. So any, so vice versa. Anytime I say it's, uh, army, I mean attackers, and anytime I mean, or I say heroes, I mean defender. So in this scenario, the heroes are attempting to survive and retain control of the asset until the end of the game. When their, when their extraction arrives and allows them to escape. The army is attempting to recapture the asset and defeat all of the hero's forces before they can flee. So, let's move to army building. Before building armies, players must decide who will be the attacker, who will be the defender. Have one player roll a red defense dice on a block, they are the defender. On any other result, they are the attacker. You can also just decide this ahead of time. I don't know anybody in our lives who have ever <laughs> left this up to the die roll. They usually are like, do you want to play this? Yeah. Okay. All right. You do that. <laughs> so we don't use, so you don't for other op kits, you know, for in, in other scenarios, you don't use battle cards. Um, you don't use standard list building uh, and some keywords like bounty, secret mission and infiltrate uh, don't work. So that's just kind of like a general rule of thumb for organized play events like these. Uh, everything you refer to the cards that come in these kits. And there are 
three oversized cards that are double-sided that show what you're supposed to be doing. They have numbers in the corner, so you know which order to kind of read them through. And there are enough of them for each player who shows up. There's also some little equipment cards that we'll get to in a bit. And then, like I said, there's an alt art promo for every player that shows up, which in this kit is Din Djarin, which I don't know if you've seen it, Paul, but it is a, it is a, it is a, uh, I'm losing my words. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so nice. It's so sleek. It's so yeah. good looking. I just, I love a Din alt art. It's so, it's so nice. Yeah, I like that alt art. Uh, so the army, uh, oh, sorry, the heroes army. So the heroes list cannot exceed 600 points and has the following description uh, restrictions between zero and six. Although I think it's one to six, honestly, between zero to six commander and operative units and between zero and two special forces units. You may not exceed six units with your list. The heroes also have access to a larger command hand than normal. After choosing your command hand normally, the heroes then choose up to five additional command cards eligible for use and set them aside. Various game effects that we'll go over later will give the heroes access to them throughout the game. The hero's command hand may go over the normally allowed seven cards due to these special rules. So, the heroes list is quite literally, like we just said, is, the, is all about characters. These are your commanders and your operatives and your special forces. Uh, Paul, am I right in saying that this is this is the side that you would want to play the most if you were to play this scenario? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> well, because it's interesting it's... with all the command hand stuff, right? Like, you you can really bring a lot of cool stuff with that. Yeah, with the with the extra command hand, and then just all the heroes and operatives you can bring, and like we talked about, it's just going to open up some the way the game is played too. It's going to have some interesting characters like one of the ones i instantly thought of was someone like obi-wan you know very close proximity to all of his allies and being able to guardian mm -hmm. and like just yeah some really some really cool uh, kind of like thematic uh, stuff going on and that's usually like the number one problem you have in hero lists right is like yeah. what command cards do you bring and yeah this, and absolutely. this eliminates that <laughs> yeah you're just like uh, i just bring them <laughs> <laughs> I just bring all of them. Let's get. We're done. <laughs> uh, all right. So the armies list cannot exceed 800 points and has the following restrictions: zero to one commander, four to seven core units, zero to two support units, and zero to one heavy units. The big thing there that I want to go over is that the support and the heavies that you put in those lists do not come in right away. Yeah. But if you bring commander and you could bring up to seven core, all those can come in right away. But the support and the heavies have a like kind of a one turn, excuse me, one turn cooldown before you can really bring any of them in and you only bring them in one at a time. So yeah. I had a player make a list that, uh when we did this event last uh as of time of recording like two saturdays ago now last saturday two saturdays ago i'm crazy yeah two saturdays ago and we uh had all sorts of different armies and all sorts of different lists and i really liked the, seeing the variety and seeing what uh, other players cook up with uh, we'll have some examples as well and we can see what uh 
you can see what Paul and I cooked up with when, when we were given the reins. But I had a player bring a list that had droidicas and an AAT as the army list. And uh, I had to play against it, of course. And that AAT came out turn two, and I was like, oh, God, my <laughs> I stand no chance. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, that's scary. It was it was very scary. Heavies get a lot scarier in this game mode uh, because the army is a full 800-point list on a 3x3 three three skirmish. And, uh-huh. you, and you are 600 points of heroes, one of the most expensive archetypes of unit in the game. So you have, like, four activations, five activations yeah. maybe. And well, you can't, and you can't most, even go over most six. You can have six. Yeah, yeah, most you have six. So it's like you're 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 four people facing off an entire standard sized list. Yeah, it's like this is exactly what people tell you not to do when building a competitive list, right? <laughs> Don't bring six activations. <laughs> right. Don't bring six activations here... against like twelve. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. <laughs> and then here we are doing it. So uh but yeah, so the I can't really, it, this one really won't make sense without a picture, so I'm just going to kind of skip over it. But there is a setup of uh, what to look like, of what it looks like when you uh, start your deployments. Um, like I said, this is played on a 3x3 three three battlefield. Uh, there is one objective that goes in the very center of the board, uh, and that is the asset. Um, we had some confusion in the beginning. This token does not move, the heroes do not claim this token. The only one who can claim this token and try to run with it is the army. So the heroes are trying to keep it in place. They're trying to defend it. This is their their highly defensive zone. So this says place a objective token claimed side up in the center of the battlefield as shown on this map. This is the asset. Place terrain within range 1 to 2 of the asset to represent the base. This should be a defensible position with at least four pieces of heavy cover and line of sight blocking terrain. Note, it was chosen as a safe place for the asset for a reason. Players may then place more terrain on the battlefield as they see fit. So we had a lot of fun making cool thematic maps for this that you don't normally otherwise would never play. Right? Yeah. This allowed for some cool uh just some some cool like base building uh in the middle. Um Paul, I was I was trying to think of like one of your maps that you've made and I was like how would you how would you make this board like what kind of terrain pieces would you play in a different way to make a map for this oh interesting um i'm looking at some of my terrain right now it's on my shelf yeah i have a i did the I same thing i was like mm, yeah. what do i do with it? i was just like looking at all of it in array and i was just like what do i do <laughs> what do i do with this i have like uh i have some of the tattooing like style like buildings and i feel like you know most of the time i try to make that like as evenly distributed as possible Mm -hmm. but i feel like in that case i would want to have like you know like a centerpiece like cantina or like the landing pad or something like that and that and especially the landing pad i feel like that's something that tends to be like off on the side of the board because it's like that's not really like the greatest piece of terrain but if that were the center of the board and then you just have like all the heroes like on the different levels like running around up and down like trying to you know defend that platform waiting for like the ship to come pick them up kind of thing yep. and like that that to me would be something that would be different than my normal like map build but that would make it 
I think look really cool when you just like approach the table and see like what's going on. That would be cool. I like that idea of making it put put a literal landing pad in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I think in one of our maps we had a we actually had like a razor crest with the ramp down and the asset was right next to the ramp. Oh yeah. So they were like that they were like mid escape. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, but the ah, but the army's coming in. Yeah, or like the ship won't start. <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, keep turning the keys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta fix it before we can take off. Uh, but th- so that would be another good idea um, if you have ships that you don't normally get to use on uh, uh, maps because they're like too big or they're too line of sight blocky <laughs> or something like that. Like this would be a cool map to use them on, and it's and it's thematic. Yeah, I, I especially feel like it'd be really thematic if you had like a big uh, Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah, just slap because, the bad boy in you know, the middle at three by three. How, how often in the movies are they like, we gotta go, and it's like, nah, it's not working. <laughs> uh, we gotta fix something. But we're working on the Falcon, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the uh, setup, move to setup. Players deploy their forces. The defender, the heroes, deploy all of their forces within range one of the asset. So your deployment is like range one bubble in the center of the board. Then they take four objective tokens and place them unclaimed side anywhere within range one of the asset and not within half range of another unclaimed objective token. So we haven't gotten to what these are. Uh, These unclaimed objective tokens represent defenses and other supplies found in the attacker's base. Make sure you can place them in good locations. Shuffle the equipment deck and place it near the battlefield. So, I guess I will say I have another gripe, because this was a little confusing to me. So, it comes with these four pieces of equipment here, right? And they're called the med kit, the ammo stash, the portable shield generator, and the heavy repeating blaster. These also Mm -hmm. come as like a whole set that you can give to every player who shows up. And these are for the heroes to be able to utilize... Uh, to try to give them kind of a little bit of a edge up on the 800 point lists that are coming to stomp them. The big problem that I had with it was the wording that it gives for that versus what you're actually dealing with. So you're familiar with the, these are like the one to six pip uh, objective tokens, right? These are the ones you flip over and you see a little pip number. Yeah. So each of these pieces of equipment, Paul, have... A, a, a corresponding pip to them. So it has the med kit is one pip, the ammo stash is a two pip, the portable shield generator is a three pip, and the heavy repeating blaster is a four pip. And it doesn't like say to shuffle these up. It just says to place them unclaimed side down or unclaimed side up uh, within range one of the asset and re- within half range and not within half range of each other. But it doesn't say, and then it says shuffle the equipment deck. But like, if you're flipping one of these tokens, don't you get specifically the thing that's, you know, matched up with it? Right. (laughs) Like if I shuffle, like, okay, I shuffle this equipment deck, but I flip over the one pip token. Do I get the, do I have a chance of getting the heavy repeating blaster, which has the four pip icon on it? Like, I don't understand. So... I guess I was a little confused on that. So I, I feel like that could use some clarification because it doesn't say yeah. to randomize them, right? So like when we played it, we were just like, eh, I mean, look at them and decide where you want to put them and put them face down, obviously. Um, but then, 
like it, they're they're tied to a specific card. I feel like so I felt like that was the intention. Uh, whether we did it right or not is out for debate, but I, we all had fun regardless. Whether if we did any of this stuff wrong, we all had fun regardless. So we we were winners at the end of the day. Which yeah is is the point of these right <laughs> is like to just have a good time and do right. something different, but still get to play you know a a game of Legion. So exactly. Um. So let's pause right there real fast, and we can look at these equipment. So, and then Paul, you'll have to tell me if you have a strategy for these, because I'm curious to see what you think would be the number one, you think the most useful piece of equipment out of these. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I, because you put, you deploy them at range one, just like you deploy your forces. I don't, and I didn't allow people to have these be touching a character, right? When you set these down, because they made that new rule about like, you can't, be touching and you can't start the game deployed next to an objective so i felt like that was the intention with these even though it doesn't outright say it i felt like it was just supposed to be implied from legion rules like you're not supposed to be touching objective tokens when you deploy even though you're already deployed by the time these go out but i I still was like try i was like i was like don't put these uh you can put them a centimeter away from people but don't put them touching uh people yeah make it so you have to like spend a movement to... And then and then flip it, yeah. Which maybe that's too much. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what the intention was. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, I think I think that way is probably probably good. Yeah. So, the med kit is the first piece of equipment you can get. Once per activation, a unit controlled by the heroes that has its unit leader in base contact with this condition token may spend a free action to remove up to one wound or restore a defeated miniature to the unit with one wound remaining. Then, roll a red defense dice. On a block, the last med kit has been used. Remove this condition token from the battlefield. So it helps you, uh, helps you heal up, obviously, with the... You'll find this is a reoccurring theme with a lot of these. Rolling a red die and on a block... It's done. That was the last one. The second one is the Ammo Stash. A unit controlled by the heroes that has its unit leader in base contact with this condition token gains Gunslinger. After a unit controlled by the defender makes an attack while its unit leader is in base contact with this condition token, roll a red defense dice. On a surge, which would be a 1 in 6, remove this condition token from the battlefield. Then... Once per activation, a unit leader or a unit in base contact with this condition token may also spend a free action to choose one of the set aside command cards. Remember, we mentioned those earlier, and add it to the player's command hand. Then roll a red defense die. On a block, the unit cannot carry anymore and must leave the rest of the weaponry behind. Remove this condition token from the battlefield. So two uses on that card. So one of them is you can use it to mill your command card, or not mill, I suppose, but uh, to add those command cards back to your hand. There's another way to do it. This is not the only way to do it, so don't don't worry. Um, and then the other one is just be in base contact with this and have Gunslinger. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, bo- both are really good, depending on the character and certain situations and stuff, too. And you can do them both. Mm-hmm. You get the benefit of both. All right. Third one is the portable shield generator. While this condition token is on the battlefield, units controlled by the, def- the heroes at range one of this token gain low profile. 
At the end of each round, roll a red defense die. On a block, the shield generator has malfunctioned and is no longer working. Remove this condition token from the battlefield. So this is just while this token is flipped up, everyone at range one of it gets low profile. Guaranteed through the round until at the end of the round where there's a chance you might not anymore. Yeah. Again, seems good. Yeah, <laughs> seems good. The last one is the heavy repeating blaster. At the end of its activation, a unit controlled by the heroes that has its unit leader in base contact with this condition token may make up to three attacks using only the following weapon. Range 1 to 3, 3 black, suppressive, impact 1. Each attack must target a different unit. After each attack with this weapon is resolved, roll a red defense die. On a block, the blaster has run out of power. Remove this condition token from the battlefield. Yeah. So... At, so all four of these cards are, in my opinion, really good and really useful for the heroes. Yeah. Paul, I gotta know, what do you think is the strongest? What do you think is the best? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna see if I, we have different answers in here. I honestly think that... Oh, man, this is tough considering. I'm, I'm thinking of like some of the lists that you might bring. <laughs> well, yeah, this. and it might be list-dependent. I just think... I I personally have one of these in general that I'm like, I think this is the most useful one out of all of them. I I, I lean towards the heal, the med kit. The med kit? Um, just because it's going to be good, right? Like, you're going to need it. Yeah. Um. And I think I probably go with that one, but man, it's it's a tough call because I also really like the uh, the ability to get your command cards back, especially with all heroes. So you're being, or being so you're able between to utilize the med more. Kit and the ammo stash. Yeah, yeah. See, here I am over here saying the best one is the portable shield generator because I, after you use all of the, well, let's 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 fa- here here's my facts. Here's my reasoning. Here's my fact fact. All of your units are going to get shot. Other fact, sure. they're all going to be in range one of like each other because you're sticking close to the asset or you're you're mm-hmm. sticking relatively close. Other fact, all of these other all of these other equipments, as soon as you use them, have a chance to have like on average a fifty percent chance to just be done. This yeah. one guaranteed works throughout the entire round and then has one 50% chance to be done or it, it and, and, and if you pass that's a whole nother round you're getting to use it the entire time yeah so in my opinion the shield generator is the best one because it's given you like cover three uh in most scenarios with with the way that your map is set up and it's 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 the most durable out of all of these things because all of these things go like relatively go away after one or two uses because it's a 50% chance on most of these. Uh, but that one can stay the entire round before you even have a chance to lose it. So, so, and I think once we get into kind of the list we made, my choices might be a little more geared well, sure. towards that list. I'm uh, not going to say I, that I, I agree with you that yeah. low profile is a very strong keyword for sure. And I think in this case where the whole point is the other guys trying to kill you and there's not even an, I mean, there is an objective for them to do, but their whole objective really is to wipe you out. Right. Uh, because you only have four units and they're like, well, if I kill you, then I just instantly win. So, uh, but the ammo stash and the med kit are really cool. I think the heavy repeating blaster has got to be the most, not the best one for me. 
And it's not because yeah. like the weapon sucks or anything. The weapon's actually not that bad. And these attacks are free. It says at the right. end of its activation, a unit controlled by the defender who has a unit leader in base contact with this may make up to three attacks using only this weapon at a different targets. That's amazing. The part that kills me is you roll for this after each attack with this weapon. Yeah, and you're attacking with it three times. This, so, yeah. And I can tell you, everyone who used this, every instance, everyone shot with it one time, didn't even get to the other two shots, and then lost it. Yeah. So, everyone, so it was a nice, cool free attack with yeah, a few dice. But... One free attack that you did against one unit. I like. Yeah. I think this should have said after each... like. I I know I I feel like they were trying to go for like after each time you use this so like after you do the three attacks roll for it but it's not how that works in translation so I think it needs and different I, wording there if that was the or maybe or maybe it's you do all of the attacks and then roll dice equal to the amount of attacks that right. you rolled and then you maybe know yeah would, so it's like kind of like after it. the fact or right. something yeah i think it should yeah like i would rather this die gets rolled after you make the three attacks yeah. that would feel much better for me yeah but to do it after yeah. each attack and you do three attacks it's it's bad i feel like yeah especially when you lose it after the first attack and yeah it's like it's oh <laughs> okay um i will say i was able to use this uh, gun on I think probably the cool one of the coolest characters who could use this gun but we'll get to that later so that's the equipment you're that's where you're setting that up and then after all that's set up the heroes are all set up they're I they're the assets set up the equipment's all set up then the army gets to deploy all the non-support non-heavy units in their deployment zone which are basically the four corners of the map um, you don't you don't have to put something in each one. It's not like it's not like a what's that called? Uh, oh god, I've already I've already oh, I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> disarray, disarray. It's not like disarray. You don't have to put something in each corner. Um, although honestly, it yeah. kind of worked out better for some, uh, depending on your list. Because if you run, there was someone with a Republic Army list, and they just deployed every single thing they had in one corner. And um, I was like, uh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's, let's uh, go for it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, um, but yeah, so you set all you do all those. If the force contains any support or heavy units, set them aside, they will become available later with uh, special game rules. Once the army has deployed their forces, the first round begins. So, the way that each side is declaring victory, the heroes win if they have at least one unit on the battlefield at the end of round six. And the army has not claimed the asset. So something to note there. You're on a skirmish map, but this is still six rounds. So that's something to keep note of. Because normally yeah. when you play on a skirmish map, it's five rounds. Uh, the attacker slash the army wins at any time if they have a unit that has claimed the asset at range one of a battlefield edge. They defeat all the defender's units or have a unit that has claimed the asset at the end of the sixth round. So, the army here, their main goals are either to, depending on your list, I suppose, depending on your matchup, depending on your playstyle, I suppose, your two main goals are going to be either I go in, I dive bomb in, I grab the asset, and I run to the battlefield edge, or I just kill everyone standing. 
Those are like your two main options. I don't know, Paul, what do you think is easier? <laughs> it's list dependent. I understand. But like, do, do you think there's an easier way to go about it? You're, you're only dealing with like fewer activations. So yeah, it's like uh, part of me just wants the, you know, the hero side. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's fun, We're right? Just like, on the hero side, right? <laughs> but that's just, that just seems fun. But I don't know. Part of me leans towards it. See, seems like it should be easier to be the army side, right? Right. I to, don't know. Well, yeah, to like go in and uh, I'm, I guess, yeah, and take the assets. Like you're right. up points. Like you, you have that advantage. The board's small. Like the things about having an 800 point list on a on a board that's you know twice the size is a much different game than an 800 point list on a three by three yeah right <laughs> i guess what i was saying was like do you think for the army do you think it'd be easier for them to just grab the asset and run to the battlefield edge or do you think it'd be easier to just kill all the heroes uh, I guess it probably depends on the list and like what, like, you know, like killing an Obi-Wan's going to be challenging. <laughs> killing an Obi-Wan's not like killing a Jin or so. Yeah. It's it's like if, <laughs> if you're going against a bunch of like force users, man, what do you do there? Yeah. Do you hope they get the bad rolls or do you yeah, try think... to get, get the asset from under them? Like that you... also sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, I think, yeah, I think, uh, do some uh do some look do some gazing at your opponent and go okay okay especially cuz they deploy everything first right if you are the army all the heroes deploy yeah. first so you get to kind of look at everything and go okay what is my strategy here what's the best way that I could do this yeah i don't man i don't i guess it it really would depend on like the list that you're you're bringing and you're fighting against on what kind of strategy you're going to go for but Part of me feels like just killing them all is probably the safer bet. <laughs> well, that's how that's how most people tried to go about it, and that's how it mostly worked out for a lot of them. But um, I will say we did have some good backs and forths. We did have army wins. We did have hero wins. So it wasn't okay a complete blowout on any one side. So I felt like I felt like this was nice and balanced. I think certain lists and certain units did better against certain lists and other certain units. But you know, sure, so be it. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's interesting. Some of the lists in there, it's like if you're the heroes, like do you plan for them to have a heavy, or do you hope that they just have a bunch of troopers, or do you like balance out having answers for both and right. being able to deal with both? Um, yeah, it's just yeah, that's that's interesting. Just in the list building, right? As as you're thinking about, okay, what might I come up against? what is going to be good at just trying to kill all these heroes and right. I, I, so I'm, so I'm curious for you and what, in your event, how yeah. many people on what we're calling the hero side yeah. brought, um, special forces. Um, there was one. <laughs> two. I think there was two, maybe three, okay. actually maybe three of us. Um, and, one Republic what kind player of special... who brought ARC troopers and then two okay. droid people who brought like droid commandos. Okay. 
which I think were yeah, I I think for the separatist players, I think that was a smart call because you could really wrap yourself down with separatists to three units and that's 600 points. Yeah. You know, you, you play count and Dooku, you play Grievous and you play like Asajj or Maul and that's it. That's 600 points. You're done. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's, that's it. So th- they padded themselves out by taking some commandos and I thought that was, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and with, they're they're a solid unit too. Yeah, they are. And Magnus, I think, would have been the same. I I think they didn't have Magnus, or else they would have taken him. But I think Magnus would have been the same. Uh, well, yeah. no, there was one guy. He brought one commando and one Magna. It was his his. Uh, well, I won't go super into the list right now, but his hero list was Dooku, Ventress, a full squad of commandos, and a full Magna guard. Mm. And it was actually pretty cool. Um, and the Dooku and Nasage synergy exists it's real yeah <laughs> so playing making that your whole list and that was the other thing is all these lists were super thematic i loved all of them i was just like yes. i can see i was like i can see this episode of clone wars i'm like I, i'm watching it yeah <laughs> so that was really cool um all right so let's quickly get through the special rules for each side and then that's really it that's the whole game mode so the attackers the army have special rules At the start of one of the attacker's core or support unit activations, or at any time that a unit would become panicked or defeated, that unit may choose to retreat instead. Remove that unit from the table and set it aside. Return any defeated miniatures to the unit and remove all tokens from it. If a unit retreats at the beginning of its activation, the army player then activates another unit normally after it is removed from the battlefield. So, let's say you've got a whole bunch of B1s. Let's say you're playing a Separatist army list. You've got a whole bunch of B1s, and a guy has whittled down your droids to one or two droids left. When you activate that unit, and let's say that like you pulled their token, and they're going to like AI attack, that feels like a waste. What you can mm-hmm. do instead is pull that whole unit off the table and rest- and restore them back to full health and I haven't gotten to this part yet, but every other turn after that, you can, like, at the start of, like, every turn, you can choose to bring in a set-aside unit and deploy them as the army. Yeah. So, once the squad is kind of whittled down, it might be worth pulling them off to bring them back to full health and bring them back in next turn to do more, like, to do more damage. Starting in the second round, at the beginning of every round, the attacker may take one of their set-aside, not-support, not-heavy units and place it in their deployment zone. At the start of the fifth round, these units may be placed anywhere at range one of a battlefield edge instead. It doesn't say edge, but I'm almost positive that was the intention. <laughs> it was for it to say edge. Yeah, otherwise, the, it says the... at range one of a battlefield. <laughs> yeah, then the next card says edge, so that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, that's seems weird but then the next card actually says battlefield edge and so i was like oh okay. i don't think that there was many surprisingly i don't think there was many uh spelling errors or gram- grammatical errors on these cards but that is probably the only one that i really noticed <laughs> where i was yeah. just like wait placed anywhere at range one of a battlefield uh <laughs> okay <laughs> <Is that> anywhere <laughs> so can i be outside i can be up to range one outside of the map 
and I'm still there or <laughs> like, how does this work? Uh, so yeah, I placed anywhere at a range one of a battlefield edge, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And then during the command phase, the army's players nominated commander can issue orders to eligible units, regardless of range. So each round you're bringing in some of your defeated units or retreated units. And then you're in your command phase. You're giving orders to anyone at range. You don't need range mm-hmm. to, to, to issue orders. That is honestly a game changing mechanic that we were talking about earlier where it's like, Oh, well this is going to allow me to do all sorts of cool, different stuff with my list because I don't have to worry about command range. Yeah. Um, any ideas off the top of your head? I have one idea that I think would be uh, droids, right? Doing that, oh, yeah. doing that droid chain. My commander's way over here, but my droid line's way over there. I don't need like long range comms or anything like that. I can just be like, all right, you way over there and you way over there. Start your droid chain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good because I that's right. Yeah, with droids especially, that's something that you're you're really focused on. Is like, okay, where's my spacing at? Like, can I make sure that I get this chain effectively? And yeah, like if Count Dooku's your leader, you can just dive bomb into the middle and not even care where your droid line is because you don't need to worry about the range of orders. Right. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Just um, adding that that one little thing that sometimes it doesn't seem like maybe it's a whole lot, but in this format, like it just makes you not have to worry about a lot of different things. Right. Mm-hmm. For, I guess for certain armies. Yeah. If I was to say stuff like uh Palpatine and his three pip just feel useless at that point, but yeah, uh, cause that's literally what Palpatine's three pip does. So, uh, right. If you bring Palpatine, maybe that card you, you could, well, I mean, you're probably going to bring it anyway, but maybe, maybe you bring something else, you know? <laughs> and then the last thing for the attackers is they also get at the beginning of the second round and every round thereafter, the attacker may take one of their set aside support or heavy units and place it in their deployment zone. So this is how those come into play. If yeah. they do not have a supporter heavy unit set aside, they may place a set aside core unit instead. At the start of the fifth round, these units may be placed at range one of a battlefield edge instead. So, these are two different rules than is one of them saying at the start of the second round and beginning of every round, the attacker may take one of their set aside, not support, not heavies, and put it in their deployment. So that's a core, right? Mm-hmm. And then... This other rule says at the beginning of the second round, the attacker may may take one of their set-aside support or heavy units and place it in their deployment zone. So that gives me the read. As I'm reading this, it gives me the idea that you can put a core and a support or heavy down each round. That Yeah, that's what it seems like to me when and I if, was reading And if too. you don't have a core or heavy set-aside, you could put a second core down. That's mm-hmm. that's my that's my read of it anyway. I that, that that's how I would read it. I don't know if that was the intention. If it was not the intention, I think they needed to combine those two separate readings of that rule and just combine them into one. Yeah, because that's confusing. If not, if that wasn't the intention. Uh, and yeah, then I, I agree. Uh, yeah, 
And then at the end of the fifth round, if the, if the army still has a commander unit on the battlefield, it may make an attack with the following weapon at the end of its activation. It is an orbital bombardment. Uh, range 2 to line of sight, infinite. Uh, 2 red, blast, beam 2, suppressive, and immune deflect. It is a scary Hail Mary, if you still need it by that point. Yeah. So, army special rules. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. I You already have the, the bigger advantage of having the bigger army, so they really don't need that much special things going for them. Yeah. But the issuing orders thing is pretty cool, and the being able to return more units honestly means, Paul, I feel like you have more than 800 points. Right, you really do. Especially with how small the board is, it's like bringing them back onto the field is not all that you know punishing as far as like oh i have to bring them all the way back across the battlefield to get into the fight it's like no they're they're right there and you're not not even going for and and to to that point you're not even going from one edge of the battlefield to the other you're going from the edge of the about any of the battlefields to the center right you're going like one movement and you're in shooting range yes (laughs) yeah so it's not it's not like it's uh gonna be that Yeah, that big of a deal, especially depending on what your like units have equipped with them and and stuff. So now I think the big thing to watch out for when you're doing this, because of what we're just talking about, is how you set up those maps. I really think there need to be good line of sight blocking heavy terrain, like it says in there. I really think you need to make a lot of places for heroes to be able to hide. Yeah, because otherwise, you like I said, you're just deploying these guys in a corner. You're doing one move action, and then you're just firing, firing, ranging them, like they're yeah. just they're just all there. So give them lots of opportunities to hide. Give your heroes lots of opportunities to hide and or have cover. So, hero special rules, and then we're done, Paul. We're we've read through all the cards, and we can play this game. Um, the heroes have special rules as well. Each time one of the army's units is defeated or they retreat, the heroes may either return a command card from their discard pile to their hand, or they may choose one of their set-assigned command cards and add it to their hand. This is the biggest thing that that gives the heroes the edge. Yeah. This is the biggest rule right here, what I just read, that gives the heroes the edge on an 800-point list. Yeah, being able to get cards back and stuff is huge. Not only getting getting those additional cards that you set aside for the right situation, getting cards back that you just played is so big. Think of the yeah. heroes that have a one-pip command card that you play once a game because it's so powerful, and then imagine killing one unit with it and then picking that card right back up and getting to using it next turn. It's insane. The potential is insane. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, just some, yeah, some of those cards, right? It's like, oh, it gives this character extra attacks and things like that that are normally, you know, really powerful one-time per game abilities. Now, all of a sudden, you could potentially use it every single turn. Like, uh, I keep I keep going to Separatists because we had Separatists that were there, but, like, Grievous's one pip where he just attacks everything at range one. Oh, it's huge. How would you like that every turn? <laughs> Just every turn, yeah. 
Or for me, in the game that I lost when I played the army, I played as the army and I played against heroes, uh, and I lost to the, and I lost to, uh, this is my buddy Caleb. He was playing a uh, Dooku, Grievous, uh, Commandos, and I, I'll, I'll have to look and see. Oh, and then he had a Kalani. Uh, just for or Kraken, not Kra- uh, not Kalani, Kraken, um, and that was an interesting list. We'll, I'll I'll read that one in a bit. But uh, literally half of the game, more than half of the game, this dude is playing fear, surprise, and intimidation on me every turn. Dooku's one pip card where he gains Arsenal two, he gains Relentless, and each of his ranged weapons gain Versatile. And after he performs an attack, the defend each defender gets two suppression tokens. He's playing that every single turn. <laughs> That's crazy. It is nuts. So Dooku was running around like, hey, I'm going to lightsaber this squad and pretty much gut them. And then I'm also going to lightsaber, uh, I'm going to lightning these guys over here and pretty much gut them and scatter them. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I can't stop him. Yeah, that's and it, crazy. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to retreat these guys. And then Dooku was like, all right, next turn. Fear, surprise, intimidation. Let's go. And I was like, oh my god, I can't. He's too fast. <laughs> He's killing too many. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for command card shenanigans with heroes that you can just keep getting that back. There's another one that I that I did that I will uh I will I will say later when I when I go over my hero list. But uh it, it's probably the biggest troll move you could ever do. Uh but I'll, I'll that's a tease. Keep listening. <laughs> let's go to the asset we're still in hero special rules all the rest of this of what we're talking about is hero special rules the asset when one of the hero's units rallies whilst at range one of the asset it removes an extra suppression token if the army has a unit leader that's in base contact with the asset that unit may as an action claim the asset while a unit has claimed the asset reduce its speed by one to a minimum of one so Every time, as long as you're in range one of the asset and you're a hero, every time you're rolling suppression to rally, you're removing one more. So that doesn't mean if you roll all blanks, you're not rolling, you're not removing any. You're still removing bare minimum one suppression, which helps when you're facing mm-hmm. 800 points. Yeah. Um, and then it says the army has a base uh, has a unit leader in base contact with the asset they can claim it so that means with that rule the heroes are not claiming the asset they've already quote unquote claimed the asset they're just now defending it but the he- but the army is trying to grab it and take it out and trying to run with it uh, or just kill everybody but if you were going to do that that's how it goes so you're re- if you claim the asset as as the army you're reducing your speed by one to a minimum of one. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about the dive in and then run away scenario. Uh, you're going to be slowed down. Finally, we have makeshift defenses. If one of the hero's unit uh, unit's unit leader is in base contact with one of the four unclaimed objective tokens on the battlefield, that's the equipment that we talked about earlier, it may, as an action, search. Draw a card from the equipment deck, then place the condition token on shown on the card directly on top of the unclaimed objective token. So hang on, I'll, I'll read the rest of this and then I'll get to it. A unit may not search an unclaimed objective token that has a condition token on top of it or an unclaimed objective token that has a condition token removed from its turn. 
When a condition token is removed from the battlefield, shuffle the corresponding equipment card back into the equipment deck. So we ended up just doing it a different way, but because we because we didn't really understand it the way that it tried to explain it the first time. But as I'm reading it again, my guess is that the pip tokens are not the ones that you put face down and that you just put dummy objective tokens down there. And then when you claim them, you shuffle the cards, flip up and say, oh, I got the three pip card, the the portable shield generator. Then you take the three pip token and put it on top of that. So all of those condition, all of those objective tokens have a chance to be any of these four items. And then after they break, you can still search them out and find them again. It's just random. I think that's how they want it done. We didn't do it that way because it was too confusing and we were just trying to get started. But I think that's the way they want it done. So it's The problem, Paul, for me is just so many terms that bleed over into what they can mean. Like unclaimed objective tokens and then yeah. condition tokens and it's like okay but show me a picture like like i've been playing <laughs> legion since day one but show me a picture of what you mean <laughs> just spell it out for me pretend i've never yeah. played legion because that's half of your audience right now okay <laughs> half of your audience has never played legion or barely plays legion and they just want to learn and they can't they can't do that if you're just throwing around terms and not showing them what it means all right, that's my complaint. <laughs> and that's also the last card. Yay! We know how to play yeah, the asset. I, yeah, I think, and I think there's just a couple of times, like we've talked about, where um, it, it, it just could have been a little more clear. Yeah, and I mean, there's I know there's so much they can do, and I think they might need insight from people who aren't familiar with Legion. That might that like who are like barely dipping their toes in the water, because I think that would help them know where they need to clarify some of these things, like what's an objective token, what's a condition token, like oh maybe we'll put a picture and we'll say these are the well actually hang on now that I'm saying that I feel stupid because I think they did include a chart in the box that shows what that says what they're all called. Uh, I'm gonna verify that, but. While we while I look for that, Paul, we've cooked up a couple cool lists for heroes yes. and army. Uh, I think. Why don't you go ahead? And I would love to hear because you want to talk about heroes more. I want to hold it. So why don't you tell me about <laughs> the army list that you want to play the most? I I don't know if it's what I want to play the most, but I just felt oh, like felt instantly. Cool. Yeah, I mean, instantly when I... I don't, I don't know that it's even really that cool, but instantly when I thought of this, like, scenario, I instantly thought of just, like, you know, a Rebels versus Empire. You got all the Rebel heroes, oh, yeah. and then you just have the Empire, all the bodies just coming at you kind of thing. Um, and so the, the list I created for um, Empire to have that army attack is, is actually an agent callus um, with um, obviously his staff and some emergency stims and push and tactics. And then there's 
three shore troopers with the extra body and the T21B. Love that that uh, critical, especially against heroes and if they have you know tokens and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, crits are usually getting around you know a lot of you know the cover and then dodges and stuff like that, unless they obviously have the situational awareness on them. Um, and then um, those three short troopers go along with a few mortars just to add that uh, that fire support in there, getting some extra critical and just some extra dice and suppression and uh, stuff like that on there. Um, and then I have a, a singular snow trooper unit with uh, Gideon Hask, uh, a comms technician, HQ uplink and some concussion grenades. Um, I when I, I like run it. shores, when I run shores, I like to run that Gideon Hask uh, snow trooper yeah. unit with that HQ uplink because he can still move and shoot, and then also recover to get that comms link. And then mm-hmm. he's given out order. You get an order on him, a shore trooper, and then a mortar like every turn. So It'd be good. Yeah, I, I it's just I like that. I like getting the like economy that you get out of the the order tokens with that. And then again, just very um, empire esque. I got an ATST. I got the first sergeant on there, um, giving it the that tactical one for when it moves. I have the link targeting array um, for when it gets orders, and then I have the. Uh, twin blaster cannon, and then uh, probably the more important one is the grenade launcher on there. Uh, yeah, to get rid of that cover. Yeah, yeah, because essentially just gonna walk up and and blow these heroes away. Yep, that's the idea. But again, just very, just very kind of like classic empire. I'm just gonna throw all of my troopers at you, and then at the end of the day, I'm gonna walk a big piece of armor up in your face, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, just seems very like. Uh, it honestly seems kind of like a very almost like. Endor esque, like I'm just gonna march my ATST up yeah. to the bunker here and blow you away. <laughs> since you're since you're messing with all my troopers, since you're gonna be like that, I'm gonna be like this. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I don't know if there's anything like super special about it, but just when I thought of like you said, kind of more like thematic, I think of the theme of this. Oh yeah, this and you and I gravitated just, like, to very similar thematic ideas because my first list that i made for this was hero rebels versus empire army so we definitely went the same direction when we thought of that yeah and i think that's i mean that's what my initial thought for or the the list that i made for the heroes is very much um along that that theme so i feel like we're gonna be pretty similar then but let me look at uh some cool army lists that we had um, so I'll give you my rebel one that I made, and then I'll give you one of the droid ones that showed up that I thought was cool. Oh, wait, I got a Republic one. All right. Speed through them all real fast. Yeah. Uh, my rebel one was commander Luke Skywalker with force push force reflexes and East stims. We had two rebel veterans with heavies, extra bodies and Hunter. Hunter mm. is a great upgrade to put in an army list. That's true. Because literally everything you're shooting is multi-wound units, except for like special forces. But yeah, guaranteed you're shooting at commanders. You're shooting at force users. Like get that free aim, get that free aim. Once you That's start. true. Then I had three fleet troopers with scatter guns and an extra body. 
uh, s- fleet troopers were MVPs on. They're al- I always say this. I always say they're MVPs on the skirmish map. But dang, were they MVPs during recover the asset? Where I was like, hey, buddy, you only oh, got I so bet. many wounds, but you want to do pierce? <laughs> yeah, and and you against my bucket of dice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hey, you, I know you blocked two of these, but uh, can you block all ten? Yeah. Um, then I, then for fun, I threw in some Tauntauns with Tenacity and Comms Jammers, uh, Swoop Bikes with Comms Jammers and Pikes with a Whip, uh, Extra Soldier and, uh, Prepared Supplies. So that was my Defender list and I had, I had some fun with that. The main things were like Luke and the Rebels, like the Rebel Troopers, the Veterans and the Fleets. Uh, and then the rest of it was just kind of for fun. Oh, for sure. Um... The one unit of pikes were fun just to start in their own corner and just be like, I'm good. <laughs> like I do that anyway, but like in this game mode, it was also fun. So instead of the separatist one, I actually want to look at this Repu- this Republic one. Uh, and I and I made this and called it uh, Escape With That You Will Not. Because <laughs> it is Yoda and a bunch of clones. So it's nice. Yoda with Force Barrier, Force Push, Force reflexes and lead by example. Uh, phase t- two, phase two clones with the Z six extra bodies and hunter. A phase one clone with fives, a captain and hunter. Two phase one clones with the shot, the DP twenty three shotguns, captains mm. and hunter. And then one unit of naked swoop bikes. Just for fun. Okay. One one yeah. naked swoop bike for you. Know. But you could replace that with uh let's see, one, two, three, four, five. You could get like another naked clone unit or something. I don't know. Another five body clone unit to just t- generate tokens or something. You could do that too. But dang is a Yoda clone ball the scariest thing that I think a hero army could face in this game mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so much sharing. So much token sharing. Yeah, that's a lot. I and thought about too, like a even if you just did like a lot, lots of Wookies in there too. Oh yeah, just getting all up in a in a few heroes' faces with a bunch of Wookie bodies because it wouldn't take you long to get to the center of that. Map. But the pro well the problem with that is the army can't take special forces. Oh yeah, that's right. So the army can't even I take thinking, any Wookiees. I was thinking of the uh, legend or uh, the um, battle force. Yeah, and that's something I'm a little confused but, about is how the battle yeah, forces can you, would work. Can yeah. you take those, right. or are you supposed to not take those? Right, yeah. like I, they count as core for the purposes of making your army. So can you make a defense? Like I'm, I'd like to see some forum posts about, but here about like battle force. Uh, did, did they did they test that with like right, battle forces right. in or mind what's, or... or what's the intention? Can you not use battle forces with these because there's a specific army building structure to it already on top right. of adding another one to it? So yeah. I don't know what the intention is there, but I would be and and what I was gonna say was I feel like there would already be these things, but I feel like there's not enough of a following for the people who play the rules, Paul that go to the rule <laughs> forums because those people don't play these opcats <laughs> they just yeah. play competitive so the yeah. people who have the rules questions are playing competitive they're not playing these opcats and then the people who yeah. are playing the opcats don't care about the rules so they're not going to the forum about it <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this an interesting 
Yeah, it's an interesting disconnect, like you said, yeah. But, see, and and this is usually the case with me for, for many games. Um, I prefer... I, you and I, Paul, are thematic players. We are for fun players. We are not sweaty players. We do not try to break the game. We try to find cool, fun, wacky things that do wacky, fun things, but we don't try to exploit the game by doing the most efficient thing and only that thing and whatever, you know, whatever that exploit is at the time. We're not trying to do like the most efficient meta thing all the time, but I prefer to use like standard game rules for, you know, for structure because I know that that's the most balanced version of the game. Yeah. I know that you can do, and I'm not even saying that to down like these wacky op kits. I think these are balanced. I think they're tested. You know, we had, we had half of our winners come from the army side and half our winners be like the hero side. So, I mean, like, I feel like that was good. Uh, but I, I mean more like the battle for like, do you just, throw caution to the wind on rules and then like play whatever you want. And then, you know, that's fun. If it's just you and your buddy, like just throwing, you know, just do having drinks and, you know, just having a good old time. But I mean, like if you're looking for a balanced version of the game, I feel like you've got to abide by what the rules are or what like the standard structure of rules are in mind. And so it, begs the question in some of these army building scenarios, like, can you use this? Is this designed with this in mind or was it not even tested or did we not know what, how to interact to this? Did we take this out and just not say it? I don't know. These are all questions that I still have to this day. (laughs) But like, I know you, you're of a similar mindset. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Standard game mode gives you best balanced rules. Yeah, I mean, that's where, like you said, right, where a majority of the player base is playing. So when there's issues, it usually comes from there. And so they're the ones that have, like, the the balance. The clarifications. Uh, yeah, fi- like, figured out, right? And then, like you said, the I, I I'm going to say more casual who is going to, you know, just going to have some fun and playing these events is, like, you know, not maybe not fully in tuned with the most recent rules, you know, FAQs mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, yeah. But, my, the, and, and to continue with that, my suggestion would be if you're running this event, try to be like as low stress about it as possible. Like, if somebody's list didn't work out, be like, uh, this doesn't technically legally work how the game system's supposed to, but if it's not, you know, a big deal for anybody, you know, don't make it a big deal. Let them, you know, do what they want to do. Uh, yeah. but you know, if it's going to be a problem with the other player, obviously that's a, that's a different scenario, but it's like, Oh, you know, I, I ha- don't have enough. I have to play this one core unit. If I play the hero list or something, cause I just don't have enough point. Like, go ahead. Like may- either work around it, make something happen or like, or maybe you have something you can offer. So maybe someone can borrow something from someone, you know, make, make it work. But at the end of the day, don't get so sweaty over this that you can't look at the fun of it. Right. That's the goal right. of the thing is to have fun. Um, all right. Speaking of fun, Paul, 
I know you're you're dying to share with everyone <laughs> your awesome hero list. So I so I just when I first thought of this, I was like, oh man, I want to see how many tokens I can generate in <laughs> turn. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so my list um, is I went I went rebels like I kind of alluded uh-huh. to there. Um, how many and points? So my um, it's five hundred ninety nine. Okay. So right, right there, mm-hmm. we have Cassian, okay, with up close and personal, offensive push, emergency stims, and his his gun, mm-hmm. and then with him, obviously K two, of course, he has emergency transponder on him, and then Jin's blaster. Then we have Han Solo. Yeah. With Vigilance, Up Close and Personal, E-Stims. And then to go with him, we have Chewbacca with Situational Awareness, Protector, and E-Stims. And then we have Leia, who has uh, Improvised Orders, another copy of Vigilance, and Portable Scanners. And then... To round it out at six activations and fill up the rest of the points, we have R2 and 3PO. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> so many tokens. <laughs> Essentially, like, Leia can go and say take cover and pass out five dodge tokens with all the teamwork that's going on. You got K2 that can do, um, yep. uh, you know, calculate odds. You got 3PO that can calculate odds. And then you have cards like Han's one pip that you can get back and play multiple times in a game where you're automatically going first. It's giving an aim and a dodge. <laughs> and then he he can go right away and up close and personal, you know, like run, shoot, um, up close and personal, get more dodges. And so it's just uh, like it's it really is. Can you get through all the tokens that are on my characters? Yes. <laughs> That's uh, and then with that, they like every single person has e stems. Yep. And then with that, I, like I was just thinking, like with the extra cards, like some of the things that you normally wouldn't put in your command hand, like I I rarely leave in K 2s like sacrifice himself. Sure. But like in this game mode, it's great. It's an option, right? Yeah, because you it, if all you need to do is like keep somebody alive for one more turn or something. It's Grab like, it. oh, well, here you go. Yeah. Like, he can do it. Um, and yeah, so between him having the Guardian option and then Chewie have the Guardian option, you really can... And with all the E-Stems, you can really, uh, you know, keep people alive longer than you maybe need to, um, especially with that heal, right? That um, that the characters can pick up. You get somebody on E-Stems, but then you heal wounds from wounds, them. So yeah. that way, yeah, that E-Stem ticks off and they're still alive now. And then you can recover the e stems and do it again potentially. Um, yeah, That's just scary. some of that stuff. Yeah, could just be ridiculous. Now, here's the thing: like you, if you're playing against a Yoda or something, and Yoda gets up in there, he's going to start wreaking some he's havoc. He's going to rip in you in half and be done. <laughs> you know, uh, and then you're hoping like K two and Chewie can hold them off long enough for <laughs> you know someone to survive. But um, I also feel like it's very that's very rebel, right? You got all oh, these. Yeah. All these people like Han, you know, ducking behind boxes and like shooting and taking out a couple troopers and 
and going like that. So again, I just when I was sitting here thinking about it, I was like, oh, let's see how many tokens I can get and just how much fun I can have with all this teamwork heroes because that's what I envision this like scenario to be. Right? Is that yeah. uh, kind of like we talked about with the terrain? Like we're at the landing platform, we're trying to get this this asset onto the ship and fly off, <laughs> and here comes the army and. We're all, you know, using our hero abilities to work together and, mm. and make this happen and try to survive as this craziness is coming at us. So, I have, you'll, you're, you're going to be shocked to find that I have a rebel list that's shockingly close to yours. However, <laughs> the idea for mine was not to, let's see how many tokens we can give out. My natural first thought was, how many of the original A New Hope cast can i fit yeah. in this list can i just make the falcon crew a 600 point list and the yeah, answer I, is yes I, you can <laughs> yep i thought about that i thought about not having the cassian and k2 and putting in like luke instead and that's but exactly what I, I did <laughs> i was like i want the tokens i want all the teamwork well true <laughs> and that's very fun uh so for 597 points okay you can get han solo with vigilance and up close and personal leia also with Vigilance, Chewbacca with Tenacity, Operative Luke Skywalker, so this is Jedi Knight Ooh, Luke Skywalker, okay, yep. with Force Push, Force Reflexes, Force Barrier, and Situational Awareness. Ooh, Force Barrier, gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, R2-D2 with 3PO. Yeah. Uh, 597. It's, it's really more like the uh, the Endor like crew, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, so I said a new hope, but I, mean, I just meant the Falcon crew, and this and this really would be more yeah. like, uh, yeah, episode six, like a new if they were all in one that, place, of course. Yeah, because well, yeah, they're all. I mean that that's like all of them, including Luke, once he becomes like a Jedi, like right, like yeah. the actual Jedi Knight Luke, rather than this could be a Jabba's sail barge Falcon crew. I mean, they're they're on Endor a little bit together, right? Yeah. Like. A, a little bit. I think the most action <laughs> they all see together would be like Jabba's sail barge. Probably <laughs> when they're at the height yeah. of their at their of of their power. Yeah, because I mean, tr- even the original trilogy. Yeah, because even on Endor, they all get pretty split up and are off doing. Luke's not even there. Other thing. Yeah, I mean, they do the speeder he's, bikes he's together. Eh, I mean, but, but I don't have a speeder bike <laughs> in this list, Paul. I have Luke with a green <laughs> lightsaber who wants to chop stuff I mean, in half. Yeah, I was just, they were there for a second. <laughs> He's off fighting Vader and uh, Emperor Palpatine, which uh, I'm going to get into some fun ideas for that. Um, two really fun interactions that I found with this list, Paul. When I was when I was playing, uh, some command cards even that you may not normally use that saw some really great use while I was playing with these. Mm-hmm. One of which is Luke Sky- is Op Op Skywalker's uh uh three pip card. I am a Jedi. Uh huh. Great card if you want to uh to, for for keeping Luke alive, right? Right. And that's and th- and that's your and that's your goal in this game mode, right? Is just uh-huh. to survive. The hero is just to live on a little bit longer. So you know the card is Luke Skywalker gains. Uh, surge to defend or surge to block cannot perform attacks when he's issued an order he may choose up to two enemy troopers at range one and they can't perform attacks either so if you have you could sprint to the corner 
that like your opponent has uh their commander like if the, if you're facing a vader list or something or like a big bad saber user that's their one commander they brought you can sprint to that corner pick them and then like one of the escorts that's with them and then none of you are attacking you could get in melee with them maybe um but then like you're not but then like none of you are attacking yeah so that was a really cool and then if the rest of your guys manage to kill somebody else or retreat somebody else uh you can get that card back and you could just keep that corner shut down like Luke and you just keep them like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. Or even just like towards the end of the game, right. You, there's only a couple units left in the middle. Cause you've been killing stuff or only a couple right. that you're worried about that are like full health. And you're just like, well, they can't. Attack. You guys are done. <laughs> yeah. You guys are done attacking. Now I only have to worry about surviving one attack from like a different unit that right. isn't quite full strength or something. In yeah. my, in my scenario, it was all right. Luke's not going to attack. You guys aren't going to attack and you guys aren't going to attack. And then the AAT from the other corner was like, hi, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and I yes. was like, oh no, <laughs> I forgot about you. <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke has a lot of good cards with the uh, like heroes and yeah. Um, I mean, son of Skywalker multiple times. Crazy. Yeah, son of Skywalker multiple times um, would be nuts. Using, uh, uh, you serve your master well, like multiple times, could be really crazy. Um, just again, like all those times where you get like the extra, extra actions or oh, yeah. abilities or anything like that. Like, yeah, Luke's got a really good kit, which is why I was thinking about him too. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting cards that you can definitely like pull off. And... Well, let me give you one more, Paul, and this is one that both of us can use in our list. Okay. This is this is what I was teasing earlier. This is probably the most troll thing you could do in this whole game mode. Han Solo's change of plans. Yeah. You play that turn one, and you're like, boom, you have to pick a different command card. Goes back to your hand. Then you kill one unit turn one, or you activate the ammo stash and get a command card. Or well, I guess that one's from a from the ammo stash doesn't say from the discard, right? Yeah, okay. So you get so you have to kill one of those units, but you kill a unit, as long as you're killing one unit per turn, you could pick up change of plans back up from the discard pile and you could threaten it every turn. Yeah. You could threaten to play change of plans every turn on your <laughs> opponent and Just never mind game and mind game death. the crap out of them. <laughs> Just like, oh, I killed one of your units. All right, change of plans goes back to my hand. And will I play it next turn? Hmm, maybe. And then, like, you know, because you think, oh, he's just going to play change of plans while I'm going to play something else. Well, don't play it every turn. <laughs> Never let him know your next move. <laughs> so um, let me ask you about this one while we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, a card that I feel like doesn't get a ton of play all the time just because you don't see them too often. Yeah. But what what about uh brains and brawn with uh either the the supplies that give you the gunflinger on Leia? Cause then she would be attacking twice, right? Ooh. And brains and brawn is while Leia is performing a ranged attack. Chewbacca's not engaged in line of sight, he can uh, he add his dice to that pool, right? That is or a what good about idea. 
what about on that same turn and you get the uh, the heavy gun yeah. where you could shoot like multiple so, times and then this is what I was going to say keep earlier. Adding? <laughs> yeah, this is what I was going to say earlier. I used one of the coolest characters who could use this heavy repeating blaster, Leia Organa, who just has <laughs> natural sharpshooting two yes, and is now shooting yeah. at range three and is like, hey, here's three black suppressive, no cover. Bah! <laughs> and then think if you... If you did that on the turn with brains and brawn, oh, you're man. you're you're shooting three black, two red, <laughs> two, two, red two white, white. <laughs> with impact. What is it? Impact, impact two one then, is, and impact one and suppressive. Well, but oh, that, but that's yeah, the, his keyword the natural gun, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But then he adds well, to it too, right? I think he's just adding his dice. Add one. No, add one of his ranged weapons. Yeah. So yeah, it would add his. Wow. Yeah. So it adds <laughs> impact and pierce. And pierce. So oh God. yeah, that's impact so funny. two. Two two red, three black, two white. Dude, uh, sharpshooter two. Let's go. Yeah, I was just <laughs> I was just looking through the cards and I was like, oh, brains and brawn. Like, wow. and then, can you imagine like doing that multiple turns if she, like, or even if she had the gunslinger, right? Even even if she had gunslinger, then you're that's scary. But your opponents have to be she's a lot shooting, closer. Yeah, but it's, it's not, not early. It's not it's early not like gameplay. you. Yeah, not like you couldn't do it. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah, yet, I, I get what you mean. Even I'm just thinking of a turn like normally that turn. If you play brains and brawn in a normal game, it's like oh, it's nice because it's kind of like getting Chewy to attack twice in a turn. Yep. But that first dice dice pool is huge with Leia, um, with him in it. But man, if you had it with that with Gunslinger or that other like weapon, it's like man, you're attacking with Chewy like three to six times a turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems gross. <laughs> just because even if, even if you just hit once, right? Like Pierce one. Like yeah. if you did that six times in a turn, <laughs> that's just like one model is dead every single shot minimum. Man, seems, yeah, the seems uh... good. Brains and brawn meta. Change of pl- <laughs> change of plans and brains of brawn meta. There's, I mean, there's just so much, like so much that's really, uh, really interesting when you can again, right, play, play them extra. Yeah. Uh, one one card that I different. really, yeah, one card that I really like to play on R two that would even would be really good to, um, like with what you were talking about with the low profile is R two smokescreen. Yeah, being able to lay that out every turn, I thought that's a really good idea as well. Yeah, you're just giving everybody cover, like no matter what your like terrain situation looks like. Is, yeah. And then if they all have low profile in there as well, um, that seems crazy. So let me ask you, Paul, what do you think R2 and 3PO's goal are when you play this list? Like, what do you think uh, their main purpose is? To score their victory point. <laughs> well, they can't. They can't score no, no, their mission. Just, though. Just, yeah, I know. I'm, just, I'm kidding. But in in um, this game mode, what um, do you think honestly, is their objective? What are, What are they doing? Because they can't play secret mission. That's that's what begs the whole question. Well, one. Uh, I, I mean, I think that they're. It's twofold. It's just passing out. In in my list specifically with the teamwork, or if in any list where they have teamwork, which I think that's probably why you're really bringing them. Um, it's for some extra tokens there. Yep. I mean, they, they take an action that's four tokens. But the other thing that I think is not a, an ability that's played all the time is, especially like towards the end of the game, 
hitting hitting that opponent with that distract on C3PO. Yeah. Huge. That could be that could be yeah, I was going to say that could be huge in this in this game mode. Cuz like all of a sudden you just need to keep like one of your, you know, heroes alive and it's like, "Oh, distract." Like, "Now what are you going to do?" <laughs> you you're trying to kill this unit and all of a sudden you can't cuz right. here's 3PO doing his dumb stuff. Um so I like I think that they're passing out tokens and then you know, looking for an opportune time to to hit with that distract. Um, See, here's where, and, and I like that, and I agree with it, and I respect it. Here's where you and I differ. My R2 and 3PO, their whole goal was to go around to all the objective tokens and search them. Oh, so I mean... None of my heroes had to waste their time doing it. And they could just go in and use whatever was there, but then R2 and 3PO were the ones going around and actually using the boxes. So yeah, were, I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like they could easily do that. Because um, they're not attacking. They're not really much of consequence anyway. They're just saying, yeah. yeah, support. And I was like, oh, you know what? If searching these boxes is in action, I don't want to waste like Han or Luke on opening these boxes. Let me have R2 yeah. and 3PO just go around and open them for them. <laughs> yeah, and I would and that would be a good thing like in the list that I made having like K2 and R2 just walking around doing that. Yeah. For a while until they get like till the enemy gets close enough yeah, while they're like, "Oh, hey, we got to do stuff." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right like Cassian can shoot at longer range. Han can run out, shoot, run back. Um, Chewie's got the longer range, like yep. in my list. So, um, so and then Leia's going to be passing and... out. To... Yeah, right. between between Leia, K two, and R two, they could open up a lot of stuff because they're really they're... just passing out tokens pretty early they're on. They're just taking inventory until the, the until the enemy shows up. They're just like, all right, what's in this box? Oh, uh, well, we got this. Uh, they're just like marking it down on a little sheet. It's like, okay, yeah. okay. And then we go to the next box. Uh, what's in this? Oh, we got this. Uh, oh, the stormtroopers are here. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and and really, I am going to try to have R2 and 3PO kill as many people as possible. Oh, yeah. Clumsy kick. Clumsy kick. Clumsy <laughs> uh, kick. I've, I've had it come in clutch multiple times, so... <laughs> I think to this date, the, the still the biggest thing that I've killed with clumsy kick was a bark speeder. Or oh, I killed bark a, speeder. I killed Dooku with it. Oh man, that you got me beat. <laughs> but it was funny because I put everything I had into Dooku, uh, multiple other like heroes and units and stuff, and he just kept surviving with one health left. And I was like, "This is my last activation. It's all I got." <laughs> and I ran up and kicked him. Three PO, get him. <laughs> Kick, <laughs> lose. Dead. It was it, my opponent and I. It was actually uh, Joe DePinto. Hey, uh, we we laughed so hard <laughs> when, when that. Well, happened. you have to. Well, like, okay, especially because I spent my entire round trying to kill Dooku <laughs> with everything I had, and of course, it was three PO who kicks him with a white die. Like ridiculous. Oh, well. Exactly those kind of in fun, interactive, back and forth, hilarious moments yeah. is exactly what these kind of things are all about. So I guess absolutely quick overall recap, Paul, what do you think of the asset? Are you excited to play it? Is this an exciting, fun game mode that people should try? 
I, I think so. I it, again, it's it's a change of pace, right? It's something to get your mind thinking about some different interactions of you know characters and abilities and maybe some upgrades that you might not always see. I mean, I know that we put a lot of kind of like standard ones in there. Um, but you also talked about, right, like putting a hunter on units that you probably wouldn't put hunter on, and especially not in that quantity. But all of a sudden, this game mode are really good. And then just, you know, playing with some of those interactions, like we talked with command cards and stuff like that. On the flip Having side, access to so many. Yeah, on the flip side for heroes, you know what's a cool upgrade that you normally don't see play at all, but actually might have some merit? is force uh the force lift the barrier oh yeah 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 being able to drop that barrier down for the hero side because they need like more cover you know yep that might actually have some merit in this list yeah being able to move it around too depending on like where someone's coming from and you can kind of make your own kind of uh like choke point or whatever and yeah there's a hallway you just cut them off you're like nope (laughs) shutting this down (laughs) Oh, that would be interesting if you had like a couple different people with that ability and just like <laughs> put oh, you just two made barriers. a wall like everybody, like everybody is, together, make a wall. Yeah. <laughs> and like slow them down so they have to, you know, if they're trying to get to you, oh, get over so the fun. barriers. It'd have to be, be interesting. very map dependent. Oh, for be, sure. Yeah, but that would be hilarious. Sure. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things. Like some of those, you know, like force powers and stuff that, you know, maybe don't get as much play, but oh man, it could be really good. Like, uh, again, that, like the force barrier, you see it sometimes, but yeah. it would be highly effective in this, right? Oh, Just yeah. because it's, it's almost necessary. Of how, right. With how close you are to everyone else. Um, so some of those things, right. Where it's like, you might not play it in a normal game cause you're on, you know, a six foot long table right. and you might not have enough things close enough to make, you know, good use of it. And, um, Heroes yeah, and, very. Yeah, heroes and army are looking at different. They have a one-track mind. You know, you you don't know what your objective is when you go into a standard game of Legion. You know, maybe I'm going after this. Maybe I'm going after this. My opponent could bring any number of things. What yeah. am I looking at? You know what your objective is going into this. It's either kill or survive. Yeah, so, I mean, absolutely. Like, you. It's either kill or survive. You know, you have to either figure out how to do the most wounds with your list, or you need to figure out how to survive taking the most amount of hits with your list, yeah. depending on what it is. And actually, one thing I meant to also say, you know, if you want another fun tip of something else you should take, if you're making an army list and you're making a CIS list, I will highly, highly, highly recommend to you to take as many rad cannons as possible. Oh, gross. <laughs> yep. Because guess what? Every list that you play an army or the hero opponent is going to have <laughs> one to two fleshy men. Right. Lots of wounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, those. That's really good. Yeah. I was like, you know what B1s ought to take in this game mode on a small map with definitely going after commanders as their idea? rad cannons <laughs> yeah so imagine staring down the barrel of five to seven rad cannons and going oh god it's happening <laughs> it's happening yeah uh, i um i got i got very poisoned on 
<laughs> one of my games. I was like, yeah, no, please. That's dangerous. Oh, God, I only have so many dangerous. wounds. I can't get these back. Yeah, I definitely... Um, and, and like you talked about before, I, this is, I think, one of those times, too, where you can make some like really interesting like thematic lists. One of the other things yeah. that like I had thought about with the list building, right? Because it's like two special forces and then all these like heroes and operatives. Like That's a perfect um, Rogue One list where you have... Yeah. Cassian, K2, Jin, and then with your two special forces, you put in two Pathfinder units with Pow in, in one and Biston in the other. Yeah. Like, that would be so cool to see on the table. Like, it's, it is Rogue One trying to, you know, get the asset and hold out while play, the Empire comes and gets you. <laughs> then you play the other list as Krennic as the one commander, and then, oh, you can't bring Death Troopers, though. Dang it. Ah, it's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> you bring a bunch of shore troopers. You bring five to seven now, shore troopers, and uh, the Gav tank or an ATST. Yes, I was. I, there we I go. was trying to. Save I it. was trying to think of the wording, right? Because it's like the like entourage for some of those. Like if you did Krennic and Death Troopers, but it says that they don't add to the to the limit or whatever right. right not that they don't count because i was like oh could you sneak them in anyway if you had like <laughs> Krennic to have one unit in no. there <laughs> but, um you might well no you couldn't i was gonna say you might be able to do that with the new uh inquisitors because i think they oh. are like they ignore the rank entirely. yeah however fifth brother himself would be the one to do it and fifth brother's an operative which you can't take in the first place so uh, that's <laughs> that's cut down before before it starts. But yeah, I'm interested to try a hero list with like Vader, fifth brother, seventh sister, and I don't know, like IRG Imperial Royal. Oh, Garden. I d okay. So this might I know we talked about it being a hero list, but I was just thinking the opposite of this. Could <laughs> you imagine taking Krennic and two Death Troopers in? the like what we're calling the hero list and being able to do deploy the garrison like every single turn oh that would and be just interesting stand by a ton with death troopers oh <laughs> man that could be gross <laughs> every turn deploy the gear or even worse every turn annihilation looms oh <laughs> just every oh yeah turn, because annihilation you, you shed you shed the extra as the Heroes, um, you get to shed the like extra. hero list, right? Yeah, you get to shed that extra, so it's it's essentially not doing anything to you. Plus, your strict like if you have strict orders and death troopers, you don't care about yeah. this portion anyway. Oh man, <laughs> interesting. And you yeah, play out some... to round six, so I mean, annihilation looms. You get to play it on turn five and turn six, and get the two each. Yeah, that Oof. that would be interesting. Oh man, there are just so many. We could go on for like another hour. Of just oh, all the crazy sure. interactions that you could get every turn. Yeah, I'm just like staring at all my models. <laughs> right. You know, uh, Ahsoka like, and Sabine getting family reunion every turn. Uh, yep, I thought about them like yep. getting, yeah, having those go off. That would be crazy. It would, like in a, <sighs> even so just fun. like yeah, like thematic stuff like that, like seeing like Mandos as the like defense or the like hero list, like having those as your special forces. Again, Another. normally you don't have those, but man, if if the 
uh, opponent's army, if they actually like divide up in the different corners, man, sending two Mandos to a corner to wipe out like <laughs> units there, that could be devastating. <laughs> so that was so this will be uh, I don't mean to sad to sad note this, but that was going to be a list that I was going to put in was like a rebel list that was like uh, Daimyo Boba, Din Djarin, IG Eleven, Grogu. Yes, and then yes. I was like, oh, that would be so cool, except. That I think you it, you would go over the rank requirements allowed before you need to take underworld connections, and then I don't oh, even yeah. know if you could take enough underworld connections to match up for the six hundred points without taking like I don't know Leia and then like another officer and they're taking that and it's just and then I was like oh well now that's not as cool <laughs> yeah now I'm taking extra people that don't matter although you could take a rebel officer and say it's grief carga or something and then. I don't know something else, but uh, yeah, it's too I'm, bad you just couldn't have like a bunch of uh, yeah. Just give me the book of like activation Mandalorian. Give me <laughs> just give me that list like that because that was where my f- mind first went when it was called the asset. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're fighting to get oh, Grogu. get Grogu. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh man, so I need Din and Boba and IG Eleven. Maybe I sneak Sabine in there to be Bo Katan, uh, and then like a rebel officer is grief cargo or something like that. But then like, it just kind of fell apart. Cause I was like, Oh man, but I don't know if I can ignore the mercenary things for this game mode. Yeah. So it was one of those things that I just was like, eh, well, I don't know. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and say no, but maybe, maybe if that, if that was the intention was to, we get to ignore the mercenary requirements and just play Mandalorian. I, I I'd allow it in any game I was playing because I think that <laughs> right, be cool. yeah, that'd be but fun. But I'd check it with my opponent beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I I mean again, definitely like I I think check out this uh, this game mode yep. like some of the other ones we've talked about in the past. It's just it's just fun to do something a little different and think about you know things in a different way and get to play some of those uh, those cards and kind of like push some of those avenues that, you know, obviously are kept out of the game for a reason. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, that, I think it's just, I mean, to me playing the hero side, and I think a lot of people agree playing the hero side would be much more fun because you're getting yeah. to play with the, you're getting, you're getting to do these bonkers command cards, goofs that you're not otherwise allowed to do. Uh, and it can be really crazy, but you know, some people said they really liked the army aspect because they just had the unlimited forces. You yeah, know, just like they never yeah, lost you could their just bring army. units back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that was something else. I'm glad I remembered this before we like wrapped up. More tip: uh, we should just sprinkle this video with fun fact, <laughs> like fun fact <laughs> about the asset. What is something you can do? Um, great. Normally, if you were a he- if you were the heroes. Normally, one of the ways that you want to keep yourself safe is sprinting your melee user into melee and getting them wrapped up in combat. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, with a, with a unit that's already activated, and then you're like, oh, I'm safe for the turn, or whatever. So, or even a unit that hasn't activated yet, just like, I've wrapped them up, I, I've got them, you know, they're, they're mine. So, guess how, guess what immediately screws that up? when you, you can retreat right yeah, when you retreat <laughs> when you just go oh all right well i'm gonna activate this unit and they retreat and now you're no longer in melee and now i get to activate again yeah <laughs> so it's just like oh like i they did that with uh i can't remember who was it but i saw somebody had a 
two like elite units like of of core like built out bad to the bone and then grievous like ran up and gathered one of them all up in melee and then was like mohaha i'm safe and then the guy was like all right so i'm gonna go the guys you were in melee with are gonna activate they retreat all right i activate again uh, i'm gonna go with the core that's next to grievous they're just gonna aim and light him up <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> yep that'll undo that <laughs> so that's another game mechanic that it's like, oh, normally this is how I would do this to keep this safe, but that doesn't work here, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of that here. There's, you could literally go down a whole avenue with the with this game mode and just be like, man, what wacky shenanigans could we get up to today? And I think that's yeah, the, very... I think that's the fun part of this of these op kits. Paul is getting to sit down and just be like, man. What wacky shenanigans could I get up to today with this game mode? Yeah, yeah, just like the possibilities are are kind of just out there, not what you normally would see. So it it adds uh, some interesting dynamics that you're just like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Another recommendation. If uh, fun fact, the yeah, asset fun fact. If you're playing Din or IG11 on Rebel List. Take Grogu. There's literally no reason not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of that stuff doesn't doesn't really matter, right? Right, so. because if you take him, the, the trade-off for Grogu is normally, I can't, uh, oh, if I lose him and my enemy picks him up, they get another victory point. But guess what happens when you're playing a game mode that has no victory points? Yeah. It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing whose yeah. line is it anyway? Where the game is made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely stuff like that, right? That wasn't wasn't intended for right. for that game mode, but but, that, but um, then you, but that's kind of where some of the fun is, right? At least right. for me, at least for like people like us, where we're just like, oh, you know what we could do now is this, like, and it's like, whoa, you can't do that, yeah. but you can. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely some fun stuff. All right. Well, like I said, we could go on for like a whole nother hour just on that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm I sure. Think, I think we'll leave that for you guys to decide. If you come up with anything else crazy, though, that you're like, man, they didn't say this in the episode, but who oh boy, this combo really, really be crazy and fun to play with. Definitely let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know. We'll make, we'll probably make a post or something, you know, comment your asset list. Tell, tell us the crazy things you've done in this game mode. Uh, but for now, uh, I hope that answered everybody's questions. If you have more questions, definitely feel free to reach out to us. We will get back to you. We will answer any questions you got, to the best of our knowledge anyway. Um, Paul, I look forward to maybe playing the asset with you, maybe somewhere where our viewers could see. Absolutely. I hope we uh, can get to do that soon here. In other, in other, uh, in other news, we also have... I think as of time of recording, as of time this episode is going to go up, though, uh, the giveaway will probably be over. But we had a Halloween giveaway uh, where we did uh, one of our Hall our Halloween special episode with me and Trista. We both did a Halloween themed episode of like a top five game recommendations for your you know last minute Halloween party that you could get like tonight or like the the next day. Because uh, when we uploaded it, it was like three days to Halloween, and I was like, okay, guys, <laughs> listen. It's not too late to get these games <laughs> and you can, and you could get them for your Halloween party like right now. So, uh, if that's, you know, spooky time is now coming past, but if this is, I don't know, 2024 and you're listening to this and Halloween's coming up, you can go get that. A listen, those, all those games still exist. And if anything, they're better. 
Uh, but yep, that give that a listen. Check out our page. We're getting more active on the page, so check it out for giveaways, uh, interactions, comments, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Get involved. Get involved with that Dice Time Facebook page. It's there for a reason. In other words, uh, in, in in other words, we love you, and that's all we want to let you know. So, <laughs> uh, Paul, I think that's uh, I think that's our time though. Um, I uh, I look forward to uh, recovering the asset with you again. Absolutely. So until next time, everybody, I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. Reminding you to have a dice time. And fun fact, the asset fun fact, go out and make your day even better. Have a good one.